0: African dialogue looking at different events in depth
1: discussing a variety of issues what we see here is a clear violation of one the right
2: to privacy of Tiwange and uh, Stephen
3: the position of Greenpeace is
2: that it's been a disappointing meeting
1: Well, thank you for joining us on our second hour of our special broadcast of African Dialogue. Well, today we are looking at uh, really this developing story that continues to develop and uh, very quickly. And uh, this is the story of uh, the African National Congress, the ruling party in South Africa, recalling the current president of the country, Jacob Zuma. Uh, We've been broadcasting since 10 o'clock. We'll be with you until midday uh, looking at this fast-paced story. President Zuma has been recalled by the National Executive Committee of the African National Congress and has reportedly uh, refused to resign. Now, joining us from Pretoria on the line, we've got our presidential correspondent at the SABC, Tepo Ikaneng, who's joining us on the line. And I'm made to believe that he's joining us from the union buildings there. Uh, Teppo, I'm sure there's a lot of uncertainty from uh, the media space uh, tell us a little bit about how the media has been dealing with the, the very much uh, confusing uh, updates in terms of uh, the announcement uh, that was supposed mm-hmm. to be made by, by Jacob Zuma uh, Tepo, your your thoughts on, on that what has been happening in that regard
0: Yes, there's been a lot of media interest in terms of the coverage of the uh, recall of President Jacob Zuma, as you we are well aware that uh, South Africa is viewed as one of the dominant economic powerhouses in Africa. So there's been a lot of uh, media from Europe, especially coming in, to come and really follow how the process has been going on. So uh, from yesterday, since the recall has happened now, we're expecting that President Zuma was going to call a press briefing or something like an address to the nation about his future. That hasn't happened. After the office of the presidency issued a statement to say that Uh, The media must be patient. They will uh, officially invite them when the time comes. So it's a waiting game for now.
1: And how is the uh, space Mm. there? How is the environment there, uh, Tepo on the ground? Tell us a little bit. Are there anxieties from Mm. the journalists? Is there uncertainty on the ground, Tepo?
0: I mean, obviously, uh, we can see that the security is very, very, very tight. Um, They are not leaving anything to chance. Uh, This is a very delicate moment for a government, especially when a decision like that to recall a sitting president has been taken. So, obviously, we are not allowed to get into the buildings, but we could just see uh, the anxiety also um, among the staffers, uh, people working on both the east and the west wings, which are housing both President Zuma and his deputy, Sir Ramaphosa what is really going through their minds. Um, that anxiety about the anxiety is obviously in the air. But uh, again, I mean, uh, those are uh, things that we are observing from outside and we uh, are really waiting patiently to hear what will the president react because uh, there's also a process in parliament in paper where the ANC members are meeting behind doors. Those. those are some speaking to you to actually be briefed about what should happen should the president not hit the call to... Uh, vacate office
1: final question tsepo when was the last time you, you heard any correspondence from the presidency and what was that messaging
0: it was around quarter past nine basically a short uh, um, uh, test uh, statement to say that there's not been any scheduled media briefing the media briefing should uh, the media should await official notification since then there's not never been anything coming from the presidency
1: Well, thank you, Tepo, for giving us uh, Channel Africa that update. That's Tepo Ikaneng, who is uh, the SABC's uh, presidential correspondent for radio, uh, joining us there on the line. Thank you for giving us your time. Now, uh, we are having a special broadcast today looking at the latest developments in the ANC, officially recalling President Jacob Zuma. And we know that it has been reported, as I mentioned earlier on, uh, the fact that uh, he has refused uh, to step down and like uh, Tepe was saying on the line there that there is a lot of uncertainty in terms of uh, the way forward and it seems like even journalists don't know uh, uh, what is uh, going to be happening from here on but just to get more commentary we joined in the line by, uh, by uh, butapelo, uh, uh, tilaperi, who is a political analyst joining us uh, on the line we also have Kumi Naidu who is a future essay patron and incoming secretary general of uh, Amnesty International. I want to start the conversation with you Tapelo as was mentioned in our uh, uh, our update uh, there in our news South Africa's ruling ANC in parliament has called for a special caucus meeting following the decision of the party's national executive committee to recall President Jacob Zuma. We're not sure if the president is going to come out but uh, there is still that uh, proposal that is uh, might take place where where the ANC might decide just uh, to relay things to Parliament where they can put forward a motion of no confidence. It seems like that is the expected space that we find ourselves in right now, but we're just uh, uh, speculating at the moment, Tapelo.
2: Yes, no, there is a, a video that's going around with uh, Minister Feynman speaking on the issue of the free costs particularly is the you know, what what may be briefed to ANC MPs as to how they should then articulate themselves on the issue of the recall. So, obviously, one can gauge that there's a bit of, obviously, distrust as to whether President Zuma will, will, will step down, is going to resign or not. I mean, part of that video clip is basically saying that we we are waiting for President Zuma to resign. That's the that's the, that's what what they're expecting of him to do. And if not, so basically whether he's resigning or not, ANC parliamentarians together with obviously opposition parties, hopefully will then have a motion of no confidence against the president. So so that's 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 the report that we are getting, at least officially. Uh, we can obviously discuss other speculative issues.
1: And, and also in terms of uh, that uncertainty that is in the public space because uh, we have to, uh, as we were speaking earlier on with Mavusom Simang who's from the ANC uh, veteran group, but speaking about the fact that Ace Mahashule was also very much confusing yesterday in his announcement and we've heard... Uh, uh, a report from uh, Ace, uh, not Ace Mahashule, the Quete um, Mantashe, rather, speaking in Buttersworth around the possibility of uh, uh, a vote of no confidence in, in Parliament and also the fact that uh, like you highlighted, we heard the the pri- the, the Minister of uh, uh, Finance, uh, Malusi Kigaba, uh, speaking about the fact that uh, uh, President Jacob Zuma would release a statement this morning at 10 o'clock, which didn't happen. So there's a whole lot yeah of uh, different views that are actually dividing the direction of uh, where we could see things what is that uncertainty doing Uh, what could those repercussions of uh, the different views be especially with uh, uh, the markets also the fact that citizens themselves don't know what they can expect moving forward
2: look I I suspect People are obviously jittery, people are anxious, and I think there's a perception that the ANC is not able to rein in on President Jacob Zuma. Um, but, but I think we need to take the discussion a bit back and forth, the discussion, and, and, and there must be a reminder that says that part of the problem at the time, so when I say at the time, I'm referring to the time before this, this recent elective conference. Part of the issue of, of, of the ANC <laughs> then not being able to recall President Zuma is because they just did not have the numbers. And, and there was no any ground soil again within the ANC to to, to move towards recalling President Jacob Zuma, whereas after the elective conference recently, I think there is that ground soil within the ANC. I, I think in terms of the balance... Of, of power, it has it has subsided towards uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa, and obviously, as we saw again in Polokwane, a number of people changed their allegiances. Again, we we see this with, with, with Minister of Finance. I mean, that's the nature of politics as well. So, so while I I understand the perceptions, I think we need to obviously historicize and contextualize some of these debates. That being that now that the, the balance of power has swung towards 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 President Cyril, perhaps also give him some time to, 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 to make sure that the, the recall is also done in such a manner that it's able to satisfy voters. One, cause, but there's also the other impulse of the ANCNC trying to make sure that they don't want to have another split as we saw in the last two conferences. And I think that's that's a real uh, genuine interest on that part for the party themselves but but I, I and I think that juggling those two impulses making sure that the voter voter satisfaction or just broadly South Africans mm-hmm. particularly around issues of development corruption sure. and, 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 and and you can see this this week those things are being you know looked into so I think it's quite important to to make sure that while we have this this discussion around perception. People remember what has been, you know, know, what has been happening the past two, three years as to the different sections inside the AAC.
1: Well, let me come to you, Kumi Naidu, who's also joining us, uh, just to mention once again that he's the future SA patron and the incoming Secretary General of Amnesty International. In terms of what are your thoughts of the uncertainties in terms of the silence uh, that we're hearing, especially from uh, uh, the presidency itself?
3: I think that there's been gross mismanagement, uh, both on the part of the NEC and the way they have dealt with uh, what admittedly is a sensitive uh, matter, Uh, but also the presidency has also, I mean, you know, everybody was waiting for a 10 o'clock announcement today and then just... uh, an hour before they deny that it's uh, been confirmed and so on. But I think it's not fair for the country as a whole that the dysfunction within the ruling party uh, is holding the whole country to ransom. And it has lots of consequences. It has, uh, you know, created international uncertainty. Uh, It has impacts on our economy. It has impacts on the poor and so on. So I think that, uh, and I should say that the statement yesterday by Secretary General Makashula was very disappointing in one very important aspect, and that is, he says, "Oh, President Zuma did nothing wrong, but we still recalling him," and you know, uh, the litany of accusations against President Zuma is so voluminous that uh, clearly that's a factor in the ANC's and ANC's concentration. And the fact that they're not prepared to be a bit more open with the South African people and so on, I think is not helpful for our politics right now, and the leadership of the ANC right now needs to understand that rank and file members of the ANC, as well as ordinary South African citizens, can see through most of their attempts to not be straight Transparent and honest with the South African people.
1: And what does that do, uh, Kumitsu, the messaging that we heard, which was very clear and very uh, diplomatic uh, in his style uh, from Cyril Ramaphosa when he was speaking about that a decisive decision will be made on Monday. And we heard Ace Mahashila actually being very blurry in his uh, execution of speaking to the media yesterday. What does that do to the, the style of, of, Jake, of, no, of, not Jacob Zuma, rather of Cyril Ramaphosa in trying to mediate this particular process?
3: I think Cyril Ramaphosa's instincts and his approach is not uh, to be uh, criticized. I think he has acted in a way that was trying to resolve this so-called transition uh, Mm -hmm. in a way that would be as, uh, if you want, cordial and less disruptive as possible. So while on the one hand I think you cannot uh, um, fault him on that because that would be in the interest of the country if the transition goes smoothly. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I think that um, he, he, has been largely absent publicly, which could be a very tactical decision. I mean, Mm -hmm. he had very good public rapport with the people of South Africa when he was at Davos. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: But since he's come back, he's hardly really communicated with the people directly. And and, 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 and I think there comes a point, though, where you cannot reconcile irreconcilables. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is Ramaphosa cannot, on the one hand, say that... For, I'm going to just take two issues, sorry, corruption and violence against women. He cannot say that we as ANC are committed to addressing corruption and violence against women, but he then has within his um, NEC on, say, the issue of violence against women, he has Manana, mm. the, the former deputy minister there, who had guilt and so on, and then on corruption he's got people in the NEC, right, who uh, where there are many uh questions for them to answer mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Ace Mafashula, from Gaba, from Wynn Brown and many others. So so this understanding I as the country is <laughs> in fact being a ransom to the dysfunctional factional politics that still continues within the mm-hmm. ANC. and and what 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 one opposes obviously he's trying to do is to keep the ANV together mm. and to prevent another split. But that might not be you know, uh, necessarily in the interest of the people of South Africa if it means that ministers who have been engaged in big-scale corruption and so on get off scot-free. And some of the people that need to be dealt with people within the NFC itself beyond
1: Jacob Zuma. Well, we'll look at that particular issue coming back to you, Tapelo. but let's take a quick break uh, there as we continue to have this special broadcast uh, looking at uh, uh, the recall of South Africa's uh, President Jacob Zuma by the African National Congress. We also want to actually speak about after this break, maybe with with both you uh, Kumi and Tapelo, around the issues of uh, the fact that the opposition uh, parties have actually led this fight against Jacob Zuma and now the contradictions that we're starting to seeing with uh, uh, the assertiveness of uh, the NEC towards Jacob Zuma and how they want to do things in their own terms, especially when it comes to the the possibility of that vote of no confidence, which could be uh, the last uh, avenue they would have to actually see uh, the end of uh, the presidential uh, uh, leadership of uh, uh, Jacob Zuma. Let's take a quick one. It's uh, eleven twenty-two Central African time.
4: This is Channel Africa south africa's official international public radio station on shortwave internet and satellite from an african perspective
1: Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French, and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalun and you are listening to Channel Africa. We love Channel Africa from an African perspective.
4: Channel Africa, bringing
1: you the African
4: perspective.
1: channel africa giving you the african perspective thank you for joining us on our frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to southern africa that's our main service into the african continent in sub-saharan africa and in south africa neighboring countries we're on dstv on channel 802 on the audio bouquet you can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za uh, today we're looking at uh, uh, this uh, two hour special of uh, uh Uh, really the moment that South Africa sees itself, the ANC has been calling it a period of uh, transition and we know that the latest developments in the ANC is the fact that President Jacob Zuma has uh, been reported to have refused uh, to resign. But what's also interesting is to hear also just the reasons given uh, by the African National Congress why they want to recall President Jacob Zuma. Uh, The African National Congress has officially recalled Jacob Zuma, as we've been saying this morning, according to the ruling party, the decision by the NEC to recall President Zuma was taken after exhaustive uh, discussions on the impact uh, of the country. They don't really really uh, seem very specific on uh, those reasons of that uncertainty. But the the president was expected to give his response this morning and we heard really the uh, Office of the Presidency refuting the claim of uh, a media press. But this morning we heard ANC National Spokesperson uh, Pule Mabe explaining the current situation.
4: I think that what we did yesterday... Is when we spoke already about uh, instances and events that uh, are expected to be addressed by the president of the ANC uh, this time around, uh, effectively acting as president of the state. Once you have processed uh, the process that you are going through now, that sought to suggest that the ANC is acting with the necessary speed. Uh, I did try to clarify one of your colleagues today that uh, in a newsroom setup. The word deadline might mean different things. It might mean the time at which filing of a story and all of that must be done. But uh, in our own political setup, timelines are guided by events. For instance, you know that uh, a budget vote is supposed to have happened before the 1st of March. You have already said that uh, as soon as possible and before the 21st of February, you need Sona to have taken place. So what you are effectively saying is that you know, and I think uh, it was even amplified by the secretary by the national chair of the ANC. You know, I still uh, have this problem of almost referring to Comrade Mandashe as SG because we were together in the previous collective, so it still does that to my tongue. So he actually amplified it and even went to forty-eight hours. So the secretary general of the ANC spoke about uh, events that are expected to be addressed or or graced by the new son president of the republic so if you look at it it is already beginning to tell you uh, the timing at which uh, the anc is resolved that this must be done i must however state that uh, decisions of the anc are not necessarily uh, negotiated arrangements with its a uh, deploys uh, or members member president zuma is a member of the anc in good standing Uh, the oath he took in the movement is one that suggested that he will uphold uh, the decisions of the movement in the best way possible i've had an honor of serving with him as the youngest member of that NEC, and i can tell you that even when he was president of the anc uh, he ensured that we prevail on our structures as it relates to decisions of the national executive committee i don't think that it will be a difficulty now because Uh, what it would do is that it might send a very dangerous message that structures of the ANC are incapacitated to make decisions. So the discipline of our members is such that uh, we expect on them uh, to find it in themselves to help the ANC to discharge its responsibility of providing
1: leadership. Well, that's the voice of the ANC national spokesperson, Buli Mabe. There uh, speaking and uh, uh, coming to you, tapelo is the fact that uh, there seems to be still that uh, tone of defence of uh, Jacob Zuma uh, that you can hear just as an undertone there in that particular uh, response uh, by uh, uh, the spokesperson, pule uh, Mabe. What are your thoughts around how this man ha- seems to even to to this point, to be shielded, especially by some members of the NEC.
5: Look, I I, I
2: think the the, the various motivations that, that that be attributed to that. It it I suspect it may be a function of of threats, perhaps given by President Zuma. That's that's, that's one. I mean, we've heard him on this on occasion. I'm talking about, you know, people who are corrupt, you know, people who sold out and so on and so forth. But nobody has really, obviously outside of the ANC
0: um,
2: and inside, but publicly has gone out to actually, you know, see if he can spill those beans. So that's, that's, that's one. Or is it just a function of, does the ANC really not see anything that he's done wrong? So I, I, I would obviously I'm much more closer to staying the former, so the first one as opposed to the latter. Certainly yesterday's press briefing and, and, and like again today what you're saying, that the ANCNEC through the through Ace Mahashula did not take us into their confidence on the reasons, at least at least at an organizational point of view, of why they are recalling President Zuma. Um, and 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 I think for me that that I said it was a missed moment, there's a missed opportunity for the ANC to to kind of at least outline a broad vision under the rubric of rule of law and constitutionality. Mm-hmm. Because I think those are two aspects I think that has been eroded by the, the President Zuma's administration for the past two terms. So so th- those are my immediate thoughts about it. I I think. Basically, it's, it's a function of the, of the threat, and it's a function partly also of just sort of the balance of force that may still arise in pockets of the ANC. And so not just NEC, in Kezaran, in Northwest, in Free State, we saw is Ismahashilo, I see, in Kezaran mm-hmm. just a few weeks ago. So all of these things, I think, play a role. But fundamentally, the ANC positions itself as, a stu- as an instrument of people, as an instrument of poor people in particular, and, and, and up to now it has not acted in that manner.
1: Coming to uh, Kumi Naidu, who we have to let him go very soon. But Kumi, from from your perspective, uh, it's very interesting. uh, Tapelo was uh, really... uh, looking at the sentiment of uh, the fact that uh, Jacob Zuma seems to have challenged the constitutionality of uh, not only our country's constitution, but even the party's constitution. Even now, with him and his silence uh, in uh, the past few days, shows the fact that he is very much uh, rubbing against even the constitution of his own party now.
3: Absolutely. And I think, sadly, it confirms The legacy of Jacob Zuma's presidency, which would be that at every turn, he has put self-interest, his own family, his own cronies ahead of not only the country, not only the ANC as a political party, but the people of South Africa as a whole. And I think that um, this is unfortunate. a way for Jacob Zuma to finish his uh, legacy. Uh, There were many good things that he did as an activist within the liberation movement. Sadly, we must be very clear, contribution to the liberation struggle is not a blank check for you to loot or to behave uh, without uh, respecting structures. Because, you know, the the thing with uh, Jacob Zuma is that he consistently said on the question of resignation, if the NEC asks me, to go, I will go. Right, mm. that has been his position, yeah. mm. and he has mm. shifted the. You know, he constantly has shifted the goalposts, even even on, on on prosecution. You know, once upon a time, if you go mm. back and mm. look, he said, "I want my day in court. I want my day in court." Uh, you know, in the early days of the, day. and now he has used the presidency mm. and uh, NPA and so on to prevent uh, prosecution. So. I think the fact that he's not respecting the ANC constitution or the country's constitution is sadly true to form. It's the way that he has behaved uh, in the last 10 years. And, uh, and, and and if ever there was any doubt about his true commitment to the ANC and what the ANC stands yeah, for, yeah. Its history and so on, sure. I think he's answered it by Hello? his... Uh, mm. You know the, the Haneesina. You know.
1: Well, uh, I'm going to take a quick break. I don't know if, Kumi, you can stay with us for a little while, but uh, I just sure. need to take a quick break and then uh, we're going to come to Mercedes Besant, uh, who is uh, uh, a fantastic reporter joining us from Cape Town. She's uh, a parliamentary correspondent of the SABC. Uh, earlier on in our uh, news update, we had uh, uh, the news item of the fact that the ANC uh, is in Parliament, has called for a special call Meeting, So, just give us a little bit of your time, Mercedes. Just hold on there. We're going to go to a quick break. It's a few seconds and we'll come back to you.
3: Channel Africa has good news for you. We have extended our reach. If you have an iPad or iPhone, download the Channel Africa iOS app at itunes.apple.com. If you have a cell phone, then get our Android app at Google Store. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective.
1: Well, it's 11.33 Central African time. Seems like things are moving very fast. And we've got Mercedes Besant joining us on the line from Cape Town outside Parliament. And it seems like the latest is the fact that the EFF has withdrawn uh, the motion of no confidence date um, application that they were making. Give us a little bit of an update on what's happening there, Mercedes
5: Well, actually, the EFF has not withdrawn the motion, but uh, uh, rather postponing the court challenge. Uh, Remember, they said they would go to court to force Balegambe, the Speaker, to... Uh, allow the motion of no confidence to be debated this week, but uh, what uh, I spoke to the EFF spokesperson a short while ago, who said the EFF has postponed this urgent application in relation to the motion. They want to allow, you know, the ANC caucus, uh, uh, you know, to, to to deal with this matter. And Mbuzeni, um, said this is due to the engagement that has started with the ANC leadership. So uh, 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 that is uh, what it is about. But he says it has not really been. They they haven't drawn it but uh, they will advise on the way forward soon as soon as the, uh, these engagements have uh, reached conclusion. Remember they wanted that motion to come back uh, at least uh, this week uh, yeah. urgently and they said uh, it must take place this week because it has been scheduled for the 22nd of uh, which is next week, uh, uh, Thursday. So uh, they wanted it to take place as soon as possible. So that core challenge has been actually just put on hold. But let me just say to you, actually, it has been a day of postponement today with the latest one of the EFS because mm. this morning I arrived very early, you know, I I slept like maybe a few hours so that I should be early for the the chief whips forum meeting that was supposed to take place at 8 o'clock this morning just before the caucus uh, brief uh, meeting, which has started But uh, unfortunately, when I arrived, uh, that one has also been postponed. And uh, one of the chief chiefs said they were not told why. It has not been postponed. It has not been called off, but it has been the chief of the ANC has requested them to shift it to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And also talking about postponement, some of the committee meetings have also been postponed to make way for this ANC caucus, special caucus uh, meeting to take place. Yesterday, the the house chairperson, Cedric Solik, uh, who's responsible for for committees, and uh, he said, he granted permission to the the, the ANC chief who requested that some of the meetings which were supposed to take place in the morning, uh, they should be shifted to the Mm. afternoon. So all meetings uh, have to be in, will be taking place in the afternoon. But what we've seen is that those uh, one of the chairpersons is actually cancelled today's meeting. Instead of sitting in the afternoon, uh, Dr. Matole Moseka, be mm-hmm. sitting in the Justice Committee to next Tuesday. And today we were expecting the Public Protector uh, to appear before that committee so. today, so it's going to take place only next Tuesday.
1: Well, that's very interesting to see all those delays. Uh, and in terms of the special caucus meeting that has been called by the ANC in Parliament, uh, what can we expect from that, and uh, when is it going to start, uh, Ms. Well,
5: it has started. My colleague Lulama is monitoring that one. But what is happening, we've seen people have started arriving. And uh, this meeting is going to take place uh, around until 1 o'clock. Now, what is going to happen is that they have to to, to communicate the decisions that have been taken by the NEC to the caucus. Remember, some of the caucus uh, uh, MPs are not NEC members as well, but normally when there are decisions like this, and even with no confidence motions and anything, there there are uh, caucus meetings. Uh, Caucus meetings are normally on Thursdays, but this one is a special one, and it uh, it, it seems as if it's to particularly communicate this thing of uh, President Jacob Zuma. You know the outcome about the recall mm. but what we don't know is what uh, they will decide in there especially seeing that the president uh, uh, doesn't has actually apparently refused to 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 resign we don't know that so that is what the the way forward is what they will have to take uh, uh, in this caucus mm. meetings because uh, uh, just to speak and I think just for a little information sure. also very important you see Uh, The president is being recalled by the ANC. And uh, what happens if the president, for example, decides not to be recalled? Mm. Now, uh, when we look at our proportional representation system, uh, you know, we always say MPs. You know, they're at the mercy of their political parties to mm. serve in the National Assembly. And you have to be a member of a political party first mm. before you can become an MP. And therefore, if maybe an MP dismisses you or suspends you or they recall you or redeploy you or replace you, what they, can, what the party can do is to call to inform the, 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 the speaker, you know, mm. and to say this member is no longer our, our member or we are recalling this person mm. and then the person is recalled. But then the person will no longer will resign as an entry. But the ANC has now recalled the president, but the president is not a member of parliament so. because he lost his ANC parliamentary See. seat so. on that day when he was elected. So that is why, you know, legally and constitutionally mm. he is the president and in essence... He is sort of the property of the National Assembly Mm, and mm. uh, of the nation of Parliament and Mm. the National Assembly. So, uh, to remove him, it's only uh, uh, by invoking Section 102 or 89, which is the vote of no confidence motion Mm. in terms of Section 102, or unless the president resigns. So, this makes it tricky, because remember, what we must know, the president is no longer a member of Parliament. Mm. He he is the president, and he, he was elected in the National Assembly, so the only way to remove him is in the National Assembly and by the
1: National Assembly. Well, we have to wrap it up there, Mercedes. Thank you for giving us uh, that update and uh, being very elaborate in terms of uh, that description of uh, the methods that could be utilized moving things forward. That's Mercedes Bissent, who is the parliamentary correspondent. Joining us uh, from Cape Town uh, there, let's wrap it up with uh, Tapelo Tilapedi and Kumi Naidi joining us on the line. Tapelo, just in a few seconds. Give us your thoughts in terms of uh, already we've seen that atmosphere of uh, what's happening in Parliament. The debate of the opposition against uh, Jacob Zuma has been largely been led by uh, opposition parties. Now the ANC is coming with its own uh, uh, agenda due to the intra-party politics. uh, It seems like uh, now uh, they have a very much, uh, they're caught in a, a rock and a hot please
2: yeah I mean I think longer for me that came to mind was the issue of uh, yes there's, there's, there's obviously a groundswell and a lot of sentiments around President Zuma stepping down and, and I think there's a lot of just you know dissatisfaction around his presidency but what's interesting is the speed to which the ANC is, is, is wanting this to be done at an NEC level um, and and, and, and and I think it's quite interesting also because it, it, at least it gives me the sense that what is President Zuma then, what are they fearful of him doing inside government? Uh, I think it raises that issue for me. Because then this also is an issue of distrust then between President Zuma and, and then the recently elected NEC leadership of the ASE. Um So I, I think that that's going to be interesting to us. The second, the, the third point rather is the relationship with the EFF. It's quite interesting that the EFF has chosen to back down to to bring down the, the, the debate this week as opposed to what, the 21st or the 22nd of, of February. So that, that's that's quite interesting that they're giving them leeway or space to be able to, on their own, decide how to do this motion. Um, but I think let's wait for the outcome of that caucus. Let, let's see how they resolve um, that matter.
1: Your, your, yeah. your thoughts, uh, Akumi, as we wrap it up?
3: I think that the, the ANC caucus as a major burden on its shoulder today. They need to make decisions and, uh, and, and act in a way where I think that if the ANC wants to uh, rebuild its trust with the South African people to position itself in the 2019 elections and so on, they cannot continue to be as timid and treat the uh, Jacob Zuma with the kinds of kid gloves that have treated him throughout, irrespective of what he did. But I think, yeah, I yeah. think what what's important is what do individual South Africans uh, understand is a responsibility on them. And I think that uh, we should pay tribute to the, the millions of South Africans that participated in various protests and so on to to stand up against corruption over the last couple of years. And I would say to the South African people, this is not a time to think that the issue is just about to get resolved. This is a time for vigilance. This is a time for participation. And this is a time for breathing life into what we fought for, which was participatory democracy, not simply relying everything on what parliament and the executive branch of government does. If we do that, mm-hmm. then we, we, we should take the responsibility and the burden for bad delivery and so on. We made a mistake in 1994 where we felt that, uh, you know, our new leadership, we can trust them compared to the apartheid regime and they will do the right thing and we can just leave everything to them. We need to recognize that an active civil society that is challenging on policy and mm. process and so on is critically important if our democracy is to pick up from the setbacks. That so long,
1: it. Well thank you, James, for giving us your commentary. It has been a very interesting conversation indeed. That was the voice of Kumi Naidu, who's the future SA patron and incoming Secretary General of Amnesty International. Thank you also to Tapelo Tsilapedi who was joining us this hour as our political analyst. We also had Mercedes Bescent giving us a very elaborate step on how things could be unfolding uh, from the parliamentary. So a very developing story every hour it seems like something new is coming up so i'm sure that even our africa midday team will be checking out what's going on and what the situation is in this regard